Hey, welcome to the Hopecast for the week of July 24th, 2022. Um, this week we're in Luke chapter 11, talking about prayer, looking at Jesus' model for prayer. And uh, on down in uh, verse 13, looking at uh, the end goal of prayer. Right, the, the, the purpose of prayer is more of God, more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, not necessarily the results we all pray for things. We all want things to happen. And God answers many of those prayers. But sometimes he's silent. And so Jesus talks about how the result of prayer is more of the Holy Spirit to help us through those times as we struggle and we wrestle with them rather than just the results. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. So we're in Luke chapter 11 today. We're looking at... Um, Verses 1 through 13, and this is a passage that uh, in, some, in some ways probably familiar, uh, and, and it's a passage where Jesus is talking about prayer and, and you know, how to ask the Father and, and what the Father's promise is. And unfortunately, sometimes in the church we get it twisted um, like so many things. I myself have gotten it twisted, having taught it before. Uh, and I still have an incomplete, imperfect understanding of it, but I feel like I'm better now than I have been in, you know, before. So, um, but we're going to get to all that sort of stuff. So uh, Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13, I want to read it real quick. He was praying in a certain place, he being Jesus, of course. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us and do not bring us into temptation. In verse 5, he also said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for... Jesus, his instruction on prayer, and um, I pray you just to speak to us uh, in ways that we need to hear different parts of this. Maybe we've been, you know, lacking in certain areas or, or unsure in certain areas or, or, you know, just whatever it is, speak to us through your word. Help me to speak correctly and uh, just let the power of your Holy Spirit um, make a connection with us, between us and you even stronger. All these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So. My overall overarching 
theme, whatever you want to call it, the one thing I want you to, to, to take from this, the one thing I'm trying to take from this, the promise of prayer is more of God, not more results. Okay? It's all about deepening our relationship with Him, not as much about the things we ask for. All right? And we'll get into some of those. So, this first part we know as what prayer? The Lord's Prayer, right? Um, oh my gosh, it, it just left me. Father, your name be honored as holy, right? Uh, honor God. Okay, is this, that's the first thing Jesus says. Now, the Lord's Prayer is not a, this is the only thing you ever need to know. This is the only thing we're ever going to pray. It's the only thing we're ever going to say to God. It's more of a template for prayer, right? First, we're going to come to God and we're going to acknowledge who he is. God, I know that you're amazing and you're wonderful. Thank you for your love for me. And I want your will to be done in everything I'm about to ask for, in everything I'm about to say. I want it to be done in my life and the life of those that I interact with, all right? Because your will is perfect, right? Your will, what you want to be done is what should be done because it's the very best for everyone, right? And so what is our part then in this? It's not just about God being puppet master and enacting his will uh, supernaturally and we just have to like, you know, set it and forget it. It's not a microwave. We also have to realize our part in this is maybe becoming an answer to a prayer, right? Being generous with our talents, our time, our resources, um, helping other people in need, loving everyone regardless of their sin or their situation, seeking the best for people, right? And then after we honor God, Jesus says, ask for your daily needs, right? God wants to provide for you. He says, give us this day our daily bread, right? And part of that is we don't wait for, for, we don't wait for bread and food from God to magically show up in our kitchen, right? That would be kind of amazing. You wouldn't have to go to Walmart or do the, even do the pickup, right? Just kind of would show up and our refrigerator would be stocked and would be amazing. All the old food would be thrown out and all the old milk would be poured down the drain. That would be fantastic if he did that, especially if he paid for it. Uh, but he doesn't. So part of this then for us that go out and buy our groceries and we bring them in all in one trip, right? Because you can't have more than one trip of groceries. Uh, is thanking him for helping us to pay for those things, right? Giving us the breath that we breathe, that we can go to work, uh, the 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 mind that we can, you know, do the, do the things that we need to do so that we can get the money and then buy the things, right? And then next, he says, we confess our sins, right? And confession is basically agreeing with God. Uh, God isn't so fragile that your sin hurts him. We're not apologizing for inflicting damage to God. However, he cares deeply for us, and our sin does hurt him in a way, much in the same way that uh our children can hurt us by not listening to us, okay? There's a rule in our house with one of our children. I'm not going to tell you which one. You probably already know which one. And we say it constantly, don't chase the dog. Don't chase the dog. Don't chase the dog. Just don't chase the dog. Because what happens is, or what I'm afraid will happen, is our dog is loving, he's kind, he's never been, that I know of, aggressive toward any of our kids or any human being, However, what I'm afraid is going to happen is he's going to get backed into a corner and fight or flight is going to trigger and then something's going to happen. So the rule is don't chase the dog. Just don't chase the dog. Just please don't chase the dog. Can you not chase the dog? Please don't chase the dog. We say it a thousand times a day if we say it once, right? And it's not that 
he is hurting me physically when he's not listening. But it's like, man, does our relationship not mean anything? I'm, I'm trying to protect you, right? Now, he doesn't understand that, and he's, now he's not processing it in the same way. But in the same way that that hurts me as far as in, in my emotions and my feeling, in, in a similar way, although I'm definitely not God, it just helps me understand this, my sin, God cares for me, and he sees, man, this is not the best for you, Steve. Saying that or having that attitude, whatever it is, there's better, right? I want the best for you. It's because he cares for us, right? Um, there's a better way, and he wants us to know those things. So we confess our sins to God, right? And then we ask him to help us forgive others who have done us wrong. And that's difficult because a lot of times we want justice when God wants grace and mercy, right? God, they did me wrong, and I'm going to get them back, right? Your Bible said eye for eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? Well, then Jesus came along and said, however, let's love others, right? We want the best for them. We want to extend grace and mercy where we can and where we should. And then, tied on to that, ask for strength to resist temptation. He says, help us to stay away from temptation. Deliver us not into temptation. Right? And there's another verse that I want to just pull in real quick out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that says that no temptation has come upon us except what's common to humanity, but God is faithful and he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able, but with the temptation he will also provide the way out so that you may bear it. Right? Any temptation that we come along is able to be resisted. I fully believe that. However, I'm very imperfect at following that line of advice. Um, there are many, many times that I could point to in my life that I would be tempted to do something and the conversation like in my mind would be something like, yeah, I really shouldn't do that. I know, but I really want to. I'm going to. And, and, and that's bad. That's sinful. Right? Part of going into the sin was not actively resisting that temptation. Thankfully, his mercies are new every morning, and that's not so that we take advantage of them, but it's we know that we can return to him when we do sin. Right? And then, in this passage, we get down to what some have uh, referred to as possible landmine verses. Um, in verses 5 through uh, eight, he talks about an example of if you had a visitor to come and you needed some resources from your friend and it was from your neighbor and it was uh, after dark when everything was closed up and boarded up, uh, your neighbor wouldn't necessarily get up and give you bread because he was a good neighbor. But if you kind of are persistent about it, he will, he will do it, right? And that's one of the things about prayer, and if you've ever prayed for something more than once, more than twice, for months or years, you understand the, the persistency of prayer is something that is real, and it's something that we go through. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's what God intends, right? Because I don't, I don't understand everything. I have a, a very imperfect understanding of of how God's response to prayer works sometimes. And then hopefully you'll, you'll understand what I mean by that as we go on. But I want to get down to verse 9 um, and talk about these last you know, four or five verses. Ask, seek, and knock. Jesus says, ask, and it will be given. 
Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. These have been, these three words, this one verse has been ripped out of its context by people um, with good and bad intentions, probably, over the years. And, and when an answer to prayer doesn't come along, I think, oh, well, you're not asking enough. You're not seeking God enough. You're not knocking on the doors of heaven, as it were, hard enough. You don't have enough faith. It's you. And I don't have that understanding from this, right? Because oftentimes we are focused on the results. There is an issue that I prayed for and, and Mary prayed for for years, years, that to this day is unresolved. And frankly, I'm now in our current situation, I'm glad it's unresolved. And I'm praying, God, don't worry about it no more. We're good. We are good. All right. Um, and so it's not about the thing that we were praying for, but it's about what he says in verse 13. If you then, who are evil, talking to us, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give what to those who ask him? What does he say? What's God going to give to those who ask him in verse 13? Holy the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The purpose of prayer is more of God, not more of what we're asking for. Now, that does not mean that God doesn't care. It does not mean that God does not want those things to happen that you're asking for. And for whatever mysterious reason, sometimes the answer is yes, absolutely. I will answer this prayer quickly. I've seen and heard of stories of miraculous healing when nothing else, when, when all else seemed lost. And God stepped in and he intervened. And there are stories coming out of various parts of the world, even within the last 20 years, of God miraculously healing, miraculously driving out demons, miraculously raising people from the dead. And then sometimes there's silence. And that's the hardest thing. And sometimes there's no. Um, a friend of ours that, that we worked with uh, had covid suffered with its effects for a long time many of us were praying daily for his healing and he passed away last week now i know he's in a much better place he is where he he wants to be he he loved the lord and he um was a strong christian and i know i'll see him again one day but in the meantime we're wrestling with that idea of God we prayed for this guy we loved him I know you loved him and I know that he loved you why why didn't you answer our prayer and it's a mystery but he didn't break his promise of the Holy Spirit even through all of this I know for me personally, and I'm sure for lots, for many others who were praying for him, and this is just one situation, right? The situation I mentioned earlier, that thing that we prayed for for years, he gave us more of himself to help us endure, to help us endure the silence, to help us wrestle with the mystery. Um, he always does that. It, that's always true. He will never not give us more of himself to help us through it. And that's, that's the point. 
That's the point of this passage. It's what I'm picking out. It's what I believe is the point. If you read through the context, it all funnels down to this. The promise of prayer is more of God, not more of what, we, of what we're asking for. So this week, one thing that we can do, we can wrestle with, we can practice, aside from resisting temptation harder, aside from See, asking God how we can be the hands and feet of Christ, as it were, to enact his will, to love others who seem unlovable, who may have sin that's different from ours that we don't struggle with and we can't understand why they struggle with it. Aside from all those things in the, in the first few verses, let's rest in him. Rest in his Holy Spirit. Thank him for his presence, especially in the silence. When, we've, when we're waiting when we are desperately praying and he's not saying much about it that's hard very difficult um let's rest in him this week let's pray father thank you so much for the promise of the holy spirit and that you are um, quick to give us more of yourself to help us as we wrestle and as we struggle with temptations and with silence when as answers to our prayers or or as even a, a feeling of an answer of not yet thank you for always being there with us and, and giving us more of you help us to rest in that this week and to also turn around and extend that out into our circles into our workplaces and our family our communities thank you for every single thing that you've done and everything that you're going to do we know that you're faithful in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the HopeCast. I hope that it was a blessing and encouragement to you. Uh, if you would ever want to reach out to us for prayer concerns or questions or comments, you want to argue about something that was said, uh, we welcome that. Uh, you can reach out to us at uh, Hope Church rc at gmail.com or you can find us on uh, facebook and instagram at hope church rc our website is hopechurchrc.org and uh, find us there send us a message uh, send us an email uh, we'd love to talk to you about it anyways i uh, hope you have a great week and that you experience more of the holy spirit in your life this week helping you as you go through your days you wrestle with things as you struggle with things